Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dope Black Woman podcast. I'm Leanne Levers, one of the co-founders of Dope Black Woman. And this week, I'm really excited to have two of my closest friends join me on the podcast as we build our perfect Dope Black Woman playlist. Interestingly enough, they both have the same name. So for the purposes of the podcast, we're going to go with nicknames. So I am joined by Kimmy Lou and Kim Shizzle. Good on the pronunciation. Thank you so That's much. Did, it, yes. did that pronunciation work? It worked. Yeah, man. I won't Not... see what the alternative pronunciation And we will. We won't. We will leave it alone, please. And thank you. Let's just say that the audience will determine when I tag you in the post and they'll they'll pronounce it as it's own as it's spelled. So they'll 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 draw their own conclusions. Um so the reason that I asked both of you to join me on this podcast for this particularly lighthearted episode is because one, I love both of you and both of you are two of my closest friends, even though I've known you for very different amounts of time. So Kim, Kimmy Lou, I met, do I show up our age? I met when we were teenagers some years ago and we've been friends ever since. And Kim Shizzle, I met more recently Gosh, is it just a year ago that we met? Yeah, but the thing is that we knew of each other for a very long time. Yes, yes. Kim Shizzle's reputation precedes her. Songs that were made by Black women, but without any other sort of kind of parameters around it, how people would choose their favorite songs. So I'm actually really interested to hear about the process by which you guys chose these songs. So each of us are going to pick three songs. We'll alternate in terms of saying what the song is and why. And then we are going to do a... We're going to engage in a, in a healthy discussion in picking the last song, which is going to... We'll, we'll have to pick one song between the three songs that we all choose. So it'll be interesting as our bonus track to fill out the 10. And of course, we'll put this on our Dope Black Women Spotify playlist so you guys can listen to it at any point in time that you want to. And yeah, but before we get into the podcast, I'm going to do what we always do on the podcast, which is ask both of you to introduce yourselves formally and tell me what makes you a dope black woman. Uh, Kim Shizzle, you can go first. I really give out um, my <laughs> full name, you know. You don't have to. We can like, speak him, Shizzle. Go ahead. You hear me? Yeah, much better. All right. Um, <clears throat> I really give out my full name, boys, for this purpose. <laughs> Kimberly Williamson Smith. Yes. Yes, Kimilu. That's my full name. Having a good heart because I genuinely, um, at the end of the day, have a good heart. And I think that has enabled, enabled me to be the woman I am today, which is pretty dope. Amazing. So this is going to be slightly more difficult for Kimmy Lou to answer because I feel like she's possibly the most modest person on the face of the planet. So I'm really interested to hear what your answer is, Kimmy. Go ahead. It was, it was a real struggle. Both parts of the name in the sense that, of course, naturally, a lot of people wouldn't look at me and say, first things first, black woman is a Chinese woman is say whatever it is. 
So it's never been something that I assert, um, you know, I'm mixed race, that's fine. Um, but even worse, the dope, <laughs> which is, I guess I, not that I have a confidence issue, not that I have a self-esteem issue. It's just not something that I talk about or try to explain or assert or even probably own enough, as my friends would say. I have to dig deep to say, uh, what are the themes that people would have said about me? And then tap into that and say, hey, this is, this is probably the essence of it. And it's funny because, you know, I do this more so for a living for others where I figure out mm. what is a particular brand, what is that, what is your essence, how do you exude it, etc. So I know how to do that for other people, but it's, it's hard to assert it for myself because I feel like that's something that people should declare for you, whether you're dope or not. But that's something I'm, I'm, I'm working on. Anyway, too much explanation. What I would say is, what I often hear is, I'm, I guess, multi-layered. Um, so I'm not what you expect half of the time. <laughs> so mostly because, you know, one of the things is appearance. One of the things is just um, unassuming. So generally, you might not expect these things. So I, I even I remember writing this. Um, for grad school, one of my applications, and it was around being an exception, and it's something that I've always found mm. happening to me, even if I never tried to be, in other words, the one girl playing football when I was in um, prep school, or the, the one, um, you know, I usually would stand out in certain ways, obviously, even growing up in Jamaica, not a lot of people that directly look like me, but then you would expect something of that, and not seeing that when you, when you actually meet me, and so constantly, trying to thrive in this exceptional space, you have to start to own it. And I guess mm -hmm. that's what people sometimes are pleasantly surprised by not being able to put me in a box. And I don't actually like being in boxes. So that's part of what I'm honing in on and being dope. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. I'm like, parliament, like, I'm like, damn, can I change, can I change my answer? Can I add some stuff like that, 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 that? We won't get into this too much, but as someone, because I talk about this kind of diaspora, the differences in the diaspora and how people are treated in the diaspora differently. Being someone, for the record, because obviously people can't see you, who is half black, half Chinese. I don't know if I'm missing out any other <laughs> ethnicities. I'm probably missing out a, a few others. But um, do you think that there's a difference between how you're categorized in different countries so in jamaica you're miss chin um because every chinese or filipino or vietnamese or any sort of any asian yeah any asian is miss chin in jamaica but is that different in the states versus in the uk uh, oh definitely in the states versus the uk and you know what that is what makes you understand identity and what forms people's perception right so a lot of it is projection of people's own views and beliefs and i think once i grew to understand and and, that, and kim sorry to interrupt, and their knowledge as well absolutely yeah so um probably as a youngster you try to become a chameleon and fit whatever it is people perceive you to be and then you realize that is like fruitless you know you actually learn to own it is who you are and not be bothered by what it is that people perceive of you because that is a nightmare that that constantly changes as people grow as people learn more and become less you know ignorant of certain things mm. um what what can't change you can't be adapting to those kind of um perceptions however um yes i'd noticed a difference even in the sense that uh and it's still a different way so in jamaica I would have not necessarily been the, I am a minority there. I mean, I'm a minority in America in a different way. Um, and this is literally understanding that I've been, I guess, when you go to America, you realize how black you are. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's a struggle to, it, I think because America, for instance, has a lot of very clear boxes you need to be are you a christian so you can't be this or are you a um you know black man you can't so when when you get into trying they, they try to fit you in a, in a box and that's when you realize um the struggle that is is that is anyone growing up in that society trying to become really you know embrace who they are is mm -hmm. is that you can't 
they literally don't allow you to be multidimensional and potentially obviously multiracial because mm -hmm. then where do you feel like you belong and all, all of those kind of senses of belonging um, really got stronger when people forced that on me overseas. Mm. Whereas in Jamaica, I'm a Jamaican. There are obviously tons of issues here as well, but uh, there was less so a, a, a yearning and a lack of feeling of I belong here. Well, Parliament. Said, well said, Parliament in session. Like one link, like Parliament. Okay, so let's get into the playlist because, as we said, that's a whole other discussion, and that means okay. we might have to have. Kim Lou and Kim Shizzle back on the podcast at a later oh, date. Yeah, you know how this was <laughs> And I would just say, I um just to just to end it is that to be Kim, I did not I always knew about diversity and you know the difference in terms of culture and all that. I knew that I think since moving, mm -hmm. it has like opened my eyes so much more you know, made my choices I get a bit more clearer, mm -hmm. you know, and the way, you know, I assert myself in certain conversations. I was other, right? And then you really yeah. realize your otherness as you go along living in outside of Jamaica, what that otherness means, you know, and yeah. it means different things in different countries. Right? Mm -hmm. Facts, like, facts. Moving on. I'm moving on, music time, music <laughs> time. Yeah, music time. See, this is why I wanted both of you on the podcast. Yeah, so I chose my songs. This was really hard for me. And yes, it was easy when I narrowed it down to black women as the artists, whether rappers or singers. However, I tried to choose songs that... And so I chose songs that helped me to... That reminded me or make me feel like i can be as uninhibited as possible like the emotion of the song drives me to sing at the top of my lungs or dance or just feel uninhibited in some way through the emotion that's being driven in the song so that is the basis for which i chose and also another disclaimer is that not all the songs are done by my favorite artists. So there's not a connection between the song and whether or not the artist is my favorite. So my first song is When I See You by Fantasio, which is, it's just such a happy song. It makes me feel good. It makes you smile. It just is, when I hear her sing it live, it's just such a beautiful song. And I don't actually, I'm not a fan of Fantasia. This is probably one of the only songs of hers that I know. But it is just such a feel good. When you hear it in the club, you start swaying from side to side. And you think of that like teenage high school sweetheart love that just made you feel all giddy inside. And I just have to say, right, that is one of the few songs where you see a lot of black men singing to. Yeah. Like them have no issues yes. built in that and the top of their top of their, their, their lungs. I'm like always amazed. I'm it, it warms my heart, but yeah. I'm always amazed that they know line for line. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I it, it definitely amazed me too. And I think um it's because it's just raw and real and um feel good. Yeah. And everybody wants that deep down. Yeah, yeah. I might have the songs in my if I have the song in my head right now. Yeah, but yeah. You can hear it in your head, right? Yeah. And I think I, 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 it also for me represents her. I was rooting for Fantasia all through um American Idol. So like I feel like that's her triumph song. Mm, mm, and I, I feel celebratory because it represents that for me, for her. Amazing. And, and she and she sings the out of it you understand when you get to the the end part yes yes yeah no man, Some notes. Yeah. And, you can feel it. and it's actually crazy right because in her real life she's been through some deep 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 shit like Facts. Yes. somebody who's been through that level of pain of and trauma to sing something that's so happy and so beautiful just makes me as kimmy said it just makes me smile and yeah mm -hmm. the fact that she can bring us that joy is great yeah, man, that's a, that's a, that. I think that will go down as a as one a, a timeless song. Mm, mm, mm. You know, not it will be. I think one of her timeless songs. Let yeah. me go that. 
when you, when you think of Fantasia, you think of that song. All right. Um, as you know, this was very, very tough. I just want to stress how tough this was. What was the process for you, Kibi? Right. So that's why I said, all right. So having at least narrowed it to, um, you know, songs by Joe, Black Women helped a whole lot, but it's still, there's just too many to, to name. And, and so what I did was, I went by what, by how these songs made me feel. So it's not necessarily the most popular song, usually not, but um, <laughs> some of them are, to be honest. And one, this one I'm probably gonna name is, but it's literally, I respond to music physically, emotionally, without, um, I can't explain how I might feel while it's happening. I get chills all the time, especially when I feel, when I hear good music, whether it is verbal, like somebody saying something that resonates with me or literal compositions. So I thought about how it made me feel and potentially also mixed in there is time of life and what it did for me. So this one um, might be not a surprise to Leanne Beavers. <laughs> so the artist is Lauren Hill. Of course. I don't want to claim, I want to say that, that I'm really not a fan of many people as everybody, like that's my thing. I kind of don't subscribe to the, the whole idea of fan, right? Um, but ratings, um, especially because I can't say Lauren and I are best friends, you know, I, I can just only see what my perception of her are. But in this case, I almost could take the word fan because I think I grew up um, not just listening to her music, but um, kind of watching her grow as a person based on what I could see, obviously, mm. and feeling like this is somebody I know to what, you know, so well and whatever and can relate to and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know why, and I still was trying to articulate why um, you know, she was that person for me. Uh, mm -hmm. but I think for sure it's timing too. This album, the whole entire album came at a, an awesome time. When I say awesome it was a very tough time in life for me, but I use music to get through it. So this was around 1998, a lot of stuff went on, right? And a lot of people will know that, you know, as a young girl, I went through a lot in terms of um, just my experiences with death, et cetera. And so I literally dove into music and I had to be studying for exams. And I remember I rinsed this entire album. I was going to pick Every Ghetto, Every City, which is on the album. As okay, well. that's actually quite unexpected. Absolutely. So I would say it was between that and Duo, right? Okay. And so now I'll get back to the Duo and why it is it is because even though every single song on that album meant something to me, this one did most of the uplifting in terms of, you know, lifting my spirit. This song never come off a repeat. You know, when you hear something all over the radio, everywhere else, it kind of starts to get, you almost get desensitized to it. But yeah. if I really think back of how I felt at the time and still how dare this song is to me, it's my number one um, from that album. And I'll say it is because of the escape that I was able to do uh, when listening to, to this song. And it literally lifted my spirit every single time I heard it. I yeah, I do love that song a lot. And actually, now that I think about the lyrics, even more so than just being an up a happy, uplifting song sonically, it's actually quite an empowering song. Like she's Absolutely. talking to young black women, right? Yeah and trying to bring them out of this kind of patriarchal mindset, which is, but does it in a way that does it, it's not like she's not bulldozing you because sonically it is such a happy kind of yeah. doo-wop, no pun intended, sound. I think that was deliberate. I mean, I can also get into to that part of it, the deep part of it, which is that these are the things that I would hear even from my older brother at the time before he died was, you know, watch out for this, watch out for that, you know, don't, you know, I got a lot of warnings. I had a lot of big brother types in my life. And um, so I felt like it's, I wouldn't say that the song educated me, but it reinforced my perception of how I needed to, to trod life at that time in terms of relationships. Mm. And, and the only thing I'd add to that is, is I think that was the first time, first time in a long time, somebody completely sang and wrapped like that 
it's normally if if somebody signed they will sign like probably one or two words mm. or you know but but it was in a long time i know who signed right before lauren hill but in that aspect it i think it was like very few people did it i don't like being put in a box and i, don't, I think she was the epitome of box. i don't <laughs> here's a barrier box. and i'm very yeah, like me bad like me bad too we are talking about i'm probably better than you you can't see you only can rap Damn. all right kim shizzle all right my own short and sweet so we started off slow um so oh i have to go into it like why i choose the song yes yeah our early ones <laughs> um so let me tell you why i chose this song passing a bell if you only knew how much I do love you. Oh. You see that? You see Kim James. <laughs> so, so reason I chose that song, it has it has been redone so many times, but Patty's original just does it for me. Um, it's a it's a, a song before my time, but you know, if I could choose also songs. I think you asked us why we chose the songs we chose before. That's all. Right. If I, there, it was very hard to choose, but the, how I chose my songs were, I'm all over soul music, so I have to include soul music. Um, I tried to hit a very, very diverse um, genres of leaders within their own genre. Okay. Right? Patti LaBelle. The song shows a lot of vulnerability. Mm. Right? You know, and, uh, you know, back in the day, women were singing, like all of them, like hippie, not hippie, but that, that kind of doo-wop kind of songs, you know, yes, soul music and, but this one showed so much vulnerability in like, um, I must have rehearsed my lines a thousand times. Yeah. Patty, you're nervous? All right, okay, <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Um, and telling telling the, the gentleman, like, if you only know how much I do love you, for real, that, it, it just shows the level of vulnerability that she was willing to take and share, you mm -hmm. know, to whoever that she loved. You knew it wasn't misleading, it wasn't raunchy, it wasn't anything of sort, it was just plain old speaking from the heart. Mm. And that is what I love. Yeah, it, it shows her versatility in, in, in music. Um, and it shows that there are many layers that a woman could kind of have. You mm. understand? Because when you hear that song, you're like, yeah, man, for real, I wish I could sing this to somebody. Like, yes, I love you. Do you know? You know how much time I write on this, these notes in my phone <laughs> to tell you, like, come on, man. Anyways, but um, that's my first, that's my first okay. choice. First, I need to jump in because um, I'm a Patti LaBelle fan and that's my favorite song from her. So yeah, actually, that's part of why Vexley and did three songs. <laughs> oh, you wanted more? Yes. Well, we could be here I, all night if, if we did If more. it was more, I'm exactly. Here. I. If it was more Kim, it would have been here all night because my half sung. <laughs> That's why I conceded, but why I said that is because even I've chosen three, and um, I would say that era, I could have a million from them, mm -hmm. right? Listen, when I start build that song, right, and 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 blast it in my house, listen to me. Everybody again thinks I'm in love, but no, so I'm in a broomer dance. <laughs> Just even how she says if I want to tell you that, it, and it changes as the song progresses mm. like it's almost like she starts off in a little calm way like mm -hmm. she starts getting a little more gripped in the voice because she's trying to say if no seriously if <laughs> like sir no like sir sir like, i love sir. you know you got you got you got know how much i love it but i started off soft okay cool so my second song is actually a lauren hill song I did not pick a song from Miss Education of Lauren Hill because I almost okay. assumed that Kimmy Lou would pick one. Although, I don't think this is on Miss Education. No, it's not. It's on the soundtrack for oh. 
a movie with Mel Gibson in it. And the original is by Frank Valley and the Four Seasons, and it's Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is um, a, it's a redo, but it's an awesome. It's an amazing redo. And I think Kimmy Lou will tell you that every time we take a road trip to the country, this song is likely to play. Like, I think 99% is the likelihood is that this song is going to get played. And it is another feel-good song. I think the last time I did this with um, Roshan and Lives, all of my songs were quite depressing. <laughs> but this song, hey, I do love that movie, even though I can't remember the name of it right now. Oh, Conspiracy Theory. That's what it is. It's, okay. in, it's on the soundtrack for Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson and uh, yeah, Robert. But as Kimmy said, it's an awesome remake of a song that is actually quite like campy and a little bit cheesy when you first hear it because it's from that era of like, and she's redone it in a way that maintains the like foundation of it, but makes it into something that's completely different. And anytime you try to redo a song, there's a tendency to make it sound the same, right? But it could actually be a completely different song, which is what I appreciate about like her innovation and just her creativity. Like lots of people don't even know that it's a cover. I just think of my hair blowing in the wind and driving to the country and feeling complete peace. That's some deep lyrics though. But what I, what I, I agree with you in terms of it's a very simple song. But mm. what Lauren Hill did in Lauren Hill true fashion is like make it her own. You know, with with the with the with the with the beat, how she sings it at different pieces, you know? And it's like when when Lauren Hill performs, sings rap, you feel it. I don't know where she has sing from, but you feel it because like when I hear when he, when he said a song, all I'm I'm hearing her belt belt out. I need you, baby, if it's quite all right. Just those lines alone, like the emotion in those lines alone is so... Like, like, what? And it's that kind of old-fashioned love, like, you know, polite, um, but still, you know, expressive and wanting and needing. I love it. Um, I think, too, as you said, she added her own spin to it. She also added that kind of like a soul funk vibe to it. Yeah. It's probably in the way she... You know, her ad libs, those kind of things that just yes. brought me to a modern day. But like, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Facts. Okay, number two. Um, all right, so this is now going to, into some souls, right? Um, Janet Jackson again. Wow, that's such a surprise. Yeah. Is it? I don't know what. Yeah, for, for Kimmy. Well, it's a soul, soul song, so and Jane don't have many of them, so let's hear this. True. Okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, what's the surprise, Leanne? We, I, you know, I hear, we talk about music all the time, Langs, and I don't think we've ever discussed Janet Jackson. That's why I'm surprised. Yeah, no, and you're right. Um, it's definitive of our time, and it is constantly up there as number one song of all time for me, actually. Mm, wow. And I don't know why I don't speak about it more. Um, but again, it's how the song makes me feel, and I think probably that is just harping on my childhood and and there's that you know that point and how happy I was. And I think why why it's so awesome for me is that it represents a time that I fell in love with love songs of my generation. Mm. So I grew up, you know, Sunday music, you know, you have your Anita Baker, you have your Patti LaBelle, you, you know, your parents would be playing on repeat, but I actually felt this song and I wasn't in love and it was amazing to me how I could literally dive into it, imagine myself in love and I'm 10 years old. So let's put that in context. This was like 94, 93 sometime. And uh, I literally um, just remember having that song on repeat and feeling giggly and like um, transforming myself into the space of this person who was really in love. Like, and I don't think I had that feeling. It was like wanting and needing to have that thing that she's singing about. She basically talking about um, somebody that she, she had a past relationship with and she wants to, she's feeling tempted to speak to them again. And it's just like, 
suddenly the memories of, of, of what happened came back to her in her mind and she's like trying to muscle up the energy to approach this person again. Similar to how you might feel at that age trying to say something to your crush. Mm-hmm. I remember liking, you know, who I liked at the time. Um, <laughs> no names, Kimmy, no names. I know I couldn't, but this, this guy I really liked in, you know, in school at the time could not get the words out. And that and imagining myself saying it, yeah. you know, is, is something. So that's one. Two, musically, as I said, whoever did the accompaniment of the piano to this song literally translated in sound what she was feeling. To me, like timing of, of when the piano, you know, each uh, attacked you in terms of just bringing down that, that, that those walls and making you vulnerable and really feeling the same way she felt. Um, you know, how she was expressing it in words, I felt it in the song. And yeah. I think that's when I fell in love with music even more. I, I was in love, but I didn't know how. And I think um, just the way I felt giggly every time the song came on, I was like, no, sir. Yeah. Janet is like not known for those vulnerable moments. It's always upbeat, all these things, dancing. So whenever, so whenever you hear her sing these songs like this, and what she also did was her words breathe. Mm, you know, your spacing. Very yeah, spacing. exactly. Mm. It's how she's like, I, I, who are you going in? I don't want to sing. I heard from a friend today. I heard so, from a friend today. It's like it's so slow. It it's like it's just easy, simple. Yep. Yeah, it's true. The phrasing is is intentional. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything about timing, I think, was the number one theme for me in terms of how impressed I was with the composition. It was very thoughtful. Okay, so my next song, my next song is um, Queen Latifah, UNITY. I was just listening Ah, to that today. Right? So... As she starts off, you and I, T, Y, da, 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 who you calling a, who you calling a bitch? She goes just right direct, directly to the man, to the man that myself, we are called, you know, it was literally standing up for women, um, women in rap as well, but more so women in its entirety, like, no, nah, you're just me as, um, just me as my name. Who you calling a bitch or, who you calling a bitch or a hoe? Excuse me? You know, so it was such a, a strong, um, it was a strong message, a strong song that is still relevant today. Mm, mm. You feel me? So, and ideally, you know, underneath it all, yes, it's, it's standing up for women and women tries, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it, we're not, she's not saying, women, women, this, listen to us. We should be respected, but we want to coincide and live, you know, with you men. Just, just respect us. You understand? We respect you. Just give us some respect as well. You feel me? So, in it, 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 when you listen to the song, you're like, again, going back to like the singing and the rapping as well, as mentioned before. Um, but it's, I, I think it's one of those timeless songs that you know that still matters then and still matters now i love queen latifah as well i think that she's my far away cousin that have that we have never met um but that's just me <laughs> okay no one to me is hip-hop you know like yeah i think one of the things that i love about that song beyond the message going back to what we said similar to janet and kind of the breathing and stuff is the rhyme scheme that she uses like the chorus is very like clear and people can sing along, but within the verses, she switches up her rhyme scheme all the time. She does. And yes. it's such a, and people don't really understand what how difficult it is to do, especially in a time where people were rapping in a very no, I don't want to say nursery rhyme kind of way, but in a very like expected counting, like slow, yeah. one beat, yeah. one beat all the time. And she you know, I'm not going to compare her to Jay-Z in that sense, but she was one of the first women to shift in. I, I rate her highly as a lyrical rapper. 
they're like, yeah, like listen. And I think, and I think a lot of people at that time, she how vocal she was and the 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 word what she used and what she spoke about, people did listen because all right, cool. This is not the regular, um, the regular issues on the air. You understand? It was a things that mattered. You know yeah. what what she was saying at that time. Okay, last song, guys, before we go into our bonus round. Kim Shizzle is actually gonna know this song. Okay. Um, because I post it on Instagram all the time. Yes. If it's that song. Is it and your this song? This is an answer? amazing song. No, it's not on my song, but this is an amazing song. So it's a very even, Yeah. I don't even think I knew who this woman was before I heard this song. I lie. I saw her on a reality TV show one day, but I didn't know who she was as a singer. And I think the reality show actually prompted me, as a BET reality show, actually prompted me to download an album. Just to hear her accounts from the reality show, she was a big deal. But I didn't know who she was. That song there, but... And it's the same song, I'm thinking. It's the same song, it's the same song. Every her name's time... Her name's out L? Yes. Her name's out L? Jeez, Louise! Can you guys get to it, Okay, please? sorry, sorry, sorry. But every time I hear this song, and I don't even know if I... Every single time I hear this song, I cry. So every single time you see me post this on Instagram, I am in tears. Bucket. Oh, jeez. All right. Here. Wow. And it's wow. not because it makes me sad. It's just like this person, this is love. Like this is the epitome, the definition, sonically, lyrically. Sorry, Kimmy. Of... Tell her the song. Tell her the song. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's oh. how much I gush about this song. So it is Leela James falling for you. Song bad. It is... And it's she's not my favorite artist. I don't. No, I, but this I, song, yeah. That, yeah. I might know like two other songs of hers. She has a, an amazing voice. Just an amazing voice. Fuck me, man! Like the song is just. Mm. Yeah. Like, I am falling for you, sir, miss, whoever. whoever. <laughs> will you like? Will you? Will you catch me? Because me I gonna fall. I am going to fall. That's how right. that's how madly in love I am with you. Woo. When Kimmy says, mm, that's exactly what the song feels like. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, man. I knew it. I think it was back in the day because I was you know, me and music. I'm all, and then it's soul music. And I was and I was watching the video, listening to it, and it's literally just again the piano and the voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like that. It's like it's not I never start this now. You understand? I didn't ever start the piano and the vocals. It's been around for for a minute, but it's literally her video is very simple, a black and white video. Her sitting down, her singing. Really catch me if if you, if if I fall for you because I'm falling. Jeez. Yeah, it's the way yeah, she sings it. Yeah, just... yeah, man. When she said she said it, she's telling that my heart is ready for love. It is ready. I am here. I am ready to take this leap of faith with you mm-hmm. right but now. I've never done it before. And this is like me bearing my soul. It is a bearing of the soul. That's what it is. It is. Yeah. 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 Oof. Okay. Yeah, man. But Kim, Sh- Kim, Kim Lu. Lu. Sorry. I was listening to you guys and I was wondering if I really want to go into the next depressing um no don't do it no do it do it do it that's what you had so all right no it's what i had but let me tell you kind of like my lauren um choosing one from lauren was so difficult i mean i'll say the person first which is tracy chapman oh yeah i'm like i'll be so next time fan so you want the depressing one or you want like the big um, I want fast car. Fast car. We want you. No, to well, that's, that's the not depressing one that I was gonna go to. Um, what? But, give me one reason to what? stay here. <laughs> and I turn back right around. Kimmy <laughs> just Kim she's just listening huh? the whole listen track the whole track track listing. <laughs> I was gonna say like every that's why it was so hard for me because every single song I have a story or something that mean something to me why this song is so important in my life so one was fast car um one was the promise great song wow great so that was song. the one i was that's the one i chose oh, right but i love that song. can go depressing again um with why and how it's just beautiful to me and i feel like yeah 
Um, and I'll say, I'll say why on the promise. And it's, it's kind of similar to, um, in terms of the vulnerability, some of the ones that we've mentioned before. Um, but this one is more of an assurance, if you, if you hear it. It's literally like that level of maturity in love now where you're saying, listen, mm. I'm ready to step out. So like, for instance, again, it's like her saying, oh my gosh, should I? I don't know, whatever it is. This is like the young, you know, bubbly, kind of new to this thing. I don't know what to do or say. This one now is like, listen, I love you to this, this kind of length of this kind of depth and breadth of the earth. And here's what I'm going to do. Like, she literally says, like, um, if you wait for me, I'll come for you. Yeah. Like, although I'm, no matter where I am, I'm, this is the kind of time and space kind of love that, like, um, you know, you don't, you risk it all kind of love. And again, the way that this is composed, like the mood of this, as I said, depressing, and it's not really a depressing song, but it's like, you can tell that there's some kind of tension in there where she may not get this person. I don't know, you know, what happens. Um, but that's what's kind of sad is like this level of desperate love. I really hope that it comes through. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, the level of, the depth of, of the words in this song is, I, I mean, I just, you know, people don't, unless you're going through it, I don't think you can come up with these kind of words. Yeah, yeah. The reason that I think it's depressing is because I know she's not going to get it. Because uh, when the truth of it is, or the reality of it is, is that when you feel that depth of love, it is not sustainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That depth of wanting someone so badly that you will literally crawl for them to the ends of the earth is not sustainable love. And it's very, it's once in a lifetime to be reciprocated. We just a feeling in a moment, you know, and that's the thing, you know, is that maybe it doesn't need to be how you feel 100% all day, every day about said person, but um, it could be a moment of vulnerability and it just literally snapshot of time how I feel. I do agree that it could be problematic, you know. Especially <laughs> <laughs> if you're the person feeling that way and not the receiving end, right? Well, yeah. the truth is if it was reciprocated, she wouldn't be writing the song because they she wouldn't have to crawl anywhere. She wouldn't have this to is true. go to him because or her. Pressure. But, um because he they would be there she says on about if you keep waiting and i don't know why you know it's depressing because i don't you know you don't quite know what that tension is or what caused it or what caused the distance but it's literally a promise that if you keep your end i'm gonna keep mine mm. and i mean that kind of love and chivalry and whatever you want to call it it's as you said rare um but it's good to process and it's good to reference it even if it's not that you're seeking this kind of perfection, um, it's still good to to know that people can feel this way about someone. Uh, and um, as I said, I, I think my empath nature is what, because I, I, I can't say at the time I was thinking of a specific person. I can't remember what my situation was at the time, but I was feeling for this person who's in this situation. And I actually... Um, as you say, it's, it's like a tragedy at the same time, <laughs> but it's a deep feeling that I respected this person being able to express themselves in that way. Yeah, sorry. I realize what a lot of sad songs on this song. I, I tried not. Listen, I tried. I well, literally tried balance. not to. There is balance. Um, I tried not to choose. Mm -hmm. I tried. I tried not to choose some deep connected. That is just me. Because I feel like I probably get emotional on this podcast. I'm like, oh, jeez, bring up some, you know. Y'all don't, y'all don't need that Kim Chisholm tonight, you know. Last one. I wish I could videotape your expression because you're gonna be like, for real, Patra, queen of the pack. Okay, okay, okay. Let's hear it. For me, Patra, you know, even though her longevity within the the, the overseas dancer was like so short. It was very, um, it made a mark. You get what I'm saying? Like how many Jamaican artists, you know, two packages in their video. What? 
you understand? Woman, yeah. Yeah, you understand? A dancer, woman, Jamaican, tiny island, Tupac is like this, you know? And uh, I, she was that, you know, yes, we had ladies out, but Patra, Patra was like, oh my gosh, in your face, what she was singing, how she was gesticulating, all these things was like, she brought a next level of dancehall to the overseas market that I don't think people saw. She was so strong in her lyrics, strong in her energy, her look, her feel, everything. You just knew when Pasha stepped into a room, mm-hmm. you know, say, you know, say she mean business, right? Mm-hmm. Title, it kind of is self-explanatory. I don't know. I think I wanted to like spice read it, some pieces of it saying, you know, Regardless, you know, you have the king, the jack, the ace, but you have the queen, you know? So many men, but you have this one woman that stands out, you know? And they always, they never say king of the pack or jack of the pack. They never say, they always say queen of the pack because you are this prominent female that is in charge of your, um, not to say your career, your, your kingdom, you understand? And I, that song, blended with that overseas but yes jamaican and raw energy that's my that's and and then so when you think of all of my song choices solid which is my love queen of tibet because i just think she's in my top five rappers of all time um and patro patro because it's so easy to, to 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 say so particular female dancehall artists or regular artists, many people don't mention Patra. Mm-hmm. They think about it. They will say Lady Saw, they will say Diana King, they will say No Spice and Shinsi or whatever the case may be. But you don't, you, you really hear a Patra, you know? And she's feel like real OG. Yeah, she need to get her applause for that too. I mean, True. My, my favorite was Romantic Call. But yeah, for sure. I think I used to know every single word of that song. She bust the box braids. And I think Giant Jackson just they take it to the next level. Right. So the we've now chosen nine songs, which again we will recap and it will be in the caption for this episode and we will add it to the Dope Black Woman playlist. Now we have to decide on one tenth song. So each of us will pick one song and we will collectively decide. Um what that song what what the song should be out of the three wait wait wait. oh okay you're one song out of the three all right cool so my nomination is eve love is blind that is a big julian like i totally forgot that's even in my consideration and i'm rethinking even what i would have put because a yes i think we need to add a a more um (laughs) Let's just say more dimension to the playlist from the depressing love songs. Not to say that they obviously made it there because of, you know, the beauty of the Who had, you know, a little more fulsome experience for this playlist that really, like, I was in love with that song. I knew every single word. When that album came out, I used to rinse it day in, day out. My friends and I in high school, we would just hang out and the song and the whole album is on repeat but this song i don't know is what made us so riled up that literally i knew every single word yeah um my cousin i remember it, my cousin brought it from the cd from um new york uh and from that day yeah i don't know what i was just so um obviously we know what the content of the song is all right let's 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 go through the song first and then we can decide right, but right. I, I definitely would have put in a vote for that song too the the only thing I will say about that song is that for me, A, obviously it's super passionate. Yes. But B, and I think both you and Kim Shizzle can relate to this concept. I have not, I'm not like much of a fighter. But every time <laughs> I've ever been in a fight, because I used to have quite a bad tempo when I was in, you know, as younger, has been on at the beh- on the behalf of somebody else. So it's mm. not something that somebody's done to me but it's something that somebody has done to somebody that I care mm-hmm. dearly about. And that instinctive wanting to protect people that you love is something that I think all of us can relate to. 
and she does it in such a like raw and way. yeah yeah i'm there with you and as i said it's riled up is the word is the description i use because i really felt you know there'll be more than one friend that maybe it's not to the degree of what obviously occurred in the song which is you know um was to a level but um any any form of that means are helpless and want to help that's it literally encapsulates how you feel for them mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i got really riled up with that song i was just so angry for that story and again as i said i put myself in that situation i'm not going to vote for that eve song only because it's me and it, and it's the same reasons why you vote for it because it's so triggering mm. fair enough fair enough fair enough that is like it's so i remember that song vividly and i'm like we either know someone or know someone who knows someone who has been through through such trauma mm-hmm. and within itself i'm like i get it it's a great song it's a powerful song but it's, it's such it's so triggering that yeah i'm sorry mm-hmm. i'm not gonna vote for it but yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yes it's very triggering and actually it's probably not a good thing that you said that kid because but i just do remember connecting so much with the song because of how it highlighted something people don't talk about you know and i was proud of her for doing it so oh for I'm sure gonna... yeah for sure for sure for sure i'm going to stand stand in my song that i'm choosing now which is a newer song you know in the 2000s there about from a new artist and the thing is that i appreciate this artist so much because she is keeping r&b and soul music alive where it connects you feel it you know um you resonate with it um and so forth and it is by her the singer her and the song is as i am i posted this like couple couple months ago because i think it was written like i think it was it came out in 2019 um kimilo i'm not sure if you know the song but this is how the chorus goes tell me i'm the tell me i'm the best i am yes i'm feeling like yes i am i am you know i'm the best i am you be a fool not to take me as i am she's telling whoever right that yo know, may i feel myself no like i am the ish but i would also like you to think that i am the ish as well because you know the love and the connection um that we that we have she even goes to say you're the sweetest thing i know like a like my favorite lawrence song right mm-hmm. so you already sure you already know say when you when when somebody refer to we refer to you um to our lawrence I'm like i am not lawrence you know say, you know said the song is bad as <laughs> you, you understand i am feeling so confident about myself i hope that you were seeing this confidence as well because um one probably not gonna feel you know i for me it is a is a self-confidence song you know bigging up you the individual which i can appreciate you know because sometimes really do we we are always pouring into people this time like i'm pouring into myself you know but i hope you as the other person see that as well there's not it ain't nothing bad about it no i actually really love that song and you're the reason that i know that song because you posted like a tiktok that the song was in the background and i'd never heard it before mm-hmm. I, and it stands in complete contrast to kimmy's earlier choice the promise about what we were talking about sustainable and unsustainable love mm-hmm. and just to talk about bell hooks rest in peace you know, one of her main things about identifying and defining love was like how love should make you feel and love that makes you feel needy and uh, needy is the wrong word because I'm not saying Tracy Chapman was needy, but um, the level of desperation that we often hear in love songs is not love because love should make you feel whole and love should make you be self-aware of your own power and your own strengths. And I think that song is very representative of that. And she's like, she's like saying, you be a fool not to take me as I am, right? So take me as I am because I am, I am amazing. I am awesome. 
I'm an awesome person. You'd be a fool not to take me, you know, as this individual that is standing right, right before you. Kimilu, your turn now. Kimilu, just go for just go for a dance or song, man. That's 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 where I said when I said um I couldn't imagine me having a list and it didn't have something from uh, Anita Baker, Patro, um Patty Labelle, etc. The next um crime I have here is not having something that is dancer because and I, I wanted to have kind of like a rationale for it. So there are like too many top songs and um, mm-hmm. you guys gave some two, two really good ones. Um, Just give a dancer. Between, so, all right, dancer wise. Yeah. Me, lady, so, so really and truly, if I think about like my favorite though, um, that artist like dance or female, it would be ladies or still. Mm. And, Same. and even who she is now, um, for me, I love every, you know, every transition. Talent-wise, she's an awesome person. Uh, when I think about the song, I would just add that uh, at the end of the day, if Lady Saw has done so much that a lot of female uh, dancehall artists have not. Dara King, you know, had a, a had a crossover tune that was everywhere, and you go, you go London, wherever you hear it, like people are singing it. Or um, you may have a spice now that you know she's a reality TV star, blah blah blah. Or you have Coffee who won the Grammy. For me, Lady Saw has literally done all of that together while being so authentically raw. Mm-hmm. In in many and raw in many different ways, right? With Correct. Not just speaking about raw in a sexual capacity. No, 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 no. In so many ways, like very authentic. She's she's been authentic to a T. Lyrically, the things that she said, it, it, she could stand on her own on a stage, no yeah. man needed, and command a crowd. Yeah. There are not many artists who do that back on them first go. My um my my fun fact story about Lady Saw is that a few months ago I emailed her to see if she wow. would come on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know, talk about her transition into Christianity, etc. etc. And mm-hmm. unlike some other dance hall artists who shall remain nameless, yeah, mm-hmm. nameless. Um, she responded to me. And she was just like, I really can't do it because I think she's coming out with a movie of her life, basically. And she wants to wait to like reignite the Christ Mm -hmm. tour before doing it. And that could have been, that could just be, you know, that could have just been her making an excuse. I don't know. But she was like, I really like what you guys are doing. It's, it's, she, she was like, keep doing it. It's such an important piece of work. I rate you highly. God bless you. And was just really sweet and nice, you know, and she didn't have to email me back again and say all of that. But like she did. And yeah, man, I rate her for it. Outside of the fact that she's literally a dancehall icon. She is. She yeah. is. Facts. Well, I said what I said in terms of I love who she is now. I, I, I actually see her glowing now. And mm. um, even me, I, my journey, you know, I don't sing songs like certain songs anymore because of the maturity or, you know, where I'm in life, where I'm with God, spirit, whatever it is, and the things I believe now as a 30-something, you know, 30-little-bit-year-old. Um, but it doesn't mean that. I can't respect the talent of the past. So for instance, the first mm. song you would think of a lady song to me is no long talking. Yeah. Um, for her, for what if a dance hall, etc. Yeah, you know, it's that. Um, and I think it was though representing a lot of other things in terms of just expression, empowerment, um, and and really owning your space. Yeah. <laughs> so I rate her for that. Um, because there are actually so many lady saw songs that could easily slide in as a 10th song lady saw has a maturity in uh what how to say intonation in voice Mm. strength of her voice in the song yeah Uh, how she sing yeah man things yeah just the breath Uh, her breath yes so i've uh, it's just maturity Mm. i've always said how lady saw sings like that 
heaviness to her tone. Her tone is what sets her apart. You know, mm. Spice does not have that. No, I don't think any other female dancer artist has that. The closest I I see it sometimes in Shinsia when how she 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 drops certain things. That's I've heard it in Shinsia's voice that tone. Right. But Lady Saw have a tone that mm. it's so. I, and, and and I'm pretty sure there is a, a musical word for how she sings or how she DJs. Um, but it, is that that is what sets her apart from everybody else. It's almost almost like that Patra vibe as well. You feel me? But again, that's different. But she has something. She has something, man. As a, yeah, I, I try to capture it as maturity because it is knowing how to say what and you know the, the tone of your voice went when to literally um communicates what she's trying to say meaning the choice of her tone uh and that is maturity you have to know when to do that but anyway we can go off on that for a while um but yeah i think we have it so first of all all the women them feel it right but you see you see the men they want to sing the song now, but I can't sing it. So they want hold it. You see them literally bite them lip like, damn, I can't sing this song. But they hold it. But he, and they all, but they get in position because they know the song. And then guess what? They know the words as well. They don't make, don't make no man fool you. They know the words, yeah? They know, baby, are you up for this? Give me all what? So I can turn and twist? They know it. <laughs> don't make no man play. Don't make no man fool you. Yeah, man, ladies are all the way. I agree. That's my picture. Give me a look. Trust me, because I never know that sycamore tree until she said, and I was, I remember that very vividly in high school. <laughs> that is very true. I had no clue before. I, and I, it probably didn't dawn on me what that song was about until much later after I heard it. Like, That's what I said. Times. Even Ninja Bike for me, uh, when I was younger, I mean, I knew it was, I knew ex what the chorus was saying, what every detail of what she was saying in the verse. Yeah, man. Yeah. Whew. That's like, what? I'm probably too young to have been knowing those things, but at the end of the day, that's life, yeah. I think that's such a staple part of Caribbean upbringing is listening to vulgar songs that you have no clue what they mean, but somehow it's acceptable for you to be in a dance at like seven years old listening to the slackest of slackest songs. And, and we came out fine. Um, not saying that that's 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 no I'm a proponent of it, but I'm just saying um, because we had great upbringing and this sometimes it was just a song for us certain people. And, and we did not come out just fine, Kimberly. We came out amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't basic around here. We we fine. No, amazing. Well, I think that's a great note to end the podcast on. So we have our playlist which gladly dance hall is on as i think is quite apt since we are all jamaican women i think it works i will be sharing the playlist on spotify and obviously will be in the caption so thank you so much for joining me kim shizzle and kimmy lou yes absolutely yes so thank you so much ladies for joining me this was amazing we had such a good time and we ended up with a really dope playlist which i will share don't forget to share and subscribe and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from on twitter and facebook we are dope black women and on instagram we're dope black women one we'll be back with you next week until then stay blessed and unapologetically black all the way black blackity black black tastic black tastic Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.